everybody. I'm Grant. And I'm Eric. And you're listening to the Quacking Ducks podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media we like, making the other person experience it, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Grant, what did we talk about today? Today we talked about the HBO film Bad Education. watch this movie uh-huh um, we, we definitely did not watch the first like an hour of bad teacher thinking that's what we were talking about before going this can't fucking be the grant's pick and then looking at the message again and then watching bad education that definitely didn't happen you're right that we did not do that you're correct yeah <laughs> uh, yep, we did not nice. do that that's what i said how was the first hour of bad teacher bad enough that it made me not finish it and, and double check that there, that it could not there's no fucking way that that was the movie you picked and like for a while I was like I mean it's possible Grant did seem kind of to pull, pull the pick out of random and he's like some weird fucking comedies that, you know it had a very like um uh survival or scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse kind of sense of humor uh-huh. I was like, Grant likes that crap. Like, maybe this is it. it. Maybe this is what he meant. And then it got to a point where I'm like, that can't fucking be true. So then I double checked. It was like, oh, yeah, this makes way more sense. Uh, That is the Cameron Diaz movie, right? Yeah. Did you know? And Justin Timberlake. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that Cameron Diaz is married to one of the guys from Good Charlotte? I did not know that. Yeah. I, uh, I learned about that. Uh, on Twitter, I think uh, Jeff kind of funny. Uh, I say Jeff. Uh, wow, where's my brain gone? I have no idea. someday Dang. we'll talk about the movie where actually we actually saw. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, we watched Bad Education, yeah. a movie that was released in this year on HBO. Um, and it stars, uh, Allison Janney, mm-hmm. love. And, and Hugh Jackman. Uh, and Hugh Jackman, yeah. Um, so. With, with, with some accents. Yep. Uh, yep, that was, that was a choice. So, Eric, your parents are educators, right? Yep. So, what extravagant lifestyles do you think that they are secretly living? Uh, yeah. So, I will say, uh, segueing from that that question joke, uh, that definitely p- colored my appreciation of this movie. Because, uh, I, so I find the value of these kinds of movies to, I, to be, like, partially like oh you didn't know that this happened or when it's something really localized you know it's only kind of impacting a a community like that there's an element of like oh shit i bet you didn't know that this kind of thing could happen in our 
blah, 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 in this case, in our public education system. And, you know, when the movie kind of poses that question, I'm like, no, I, I knew the public education system was fallible and had examples of corruption and is not great and has a lot of problems and is super political and businessy. I knew this already. Uh-huh. So like from that angle I'm like Yeah, I'm not I'm See, not that's real kinda, like that's yeah. why I wanted to to watch it or or get your reaction from it. Because uh, mm-hmm. I had seen it and yeah I don't have much of an insight on uh, the the public education system yeah, in like this, New York this movie or is a very... America at large. So, mm-hmm. like, I was interested to to see all this stuff, and then I was like, oh, I wonder, yeah. wonder what it's I, like for someone who I, has I, more I'm... closer connections. Yeah, I appreciate having watched it, but it is kind of a, like, you know, and I recognize it as a, as a quote-unquote good movie, but in terms of just like, oh, did I find it compelling? I'm like, not really, because you know it reminds me of the um, David Lynch kind of style of like, you know, Americana, and then you kick over the rock and you kind of see the the gross wormies under it, and it's like, no, I already, I already knew the the worms were there. Mm. Like I didn't know about this specific example, sure. uh, but you know things. You know, I, I obviously can't and shouldn't get into, like, specifics and stuff, but things like the, like, uh, you know, the the, the elements of, like, kind of a cover-up to save face and things, I'm like, yep, I've, I've definitely seen and heard of things like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting kind of perspective from that. I liked it a lot better than Bad Teacher, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's kind of a thing I've got to try to figure out, is how can I trick you into accidentally watching an hour of a really bad movie, uh-huh. so that uh, when you go into whatever movie that I have suggested, you're, you're, like, you're like, oh man, this is, this <laughs> this is, is big, way better. Big step up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, it, I think part, like, What's interesting about this one from a like construction and storytelling angle that I, I picked up on was it doesn't make sure and like hold your hand to make sure you're aware of the crime that it's talking about that mm. I think other biopic picky movies kind of like they either assume that you know because like why else would you be watching this mm. um or they make sure that you know through the marketing, or they make sure they know you know just through like, you know, some kind of like bookending technique of like interviewing the person, be like, now tell us about all the crimes you did, right, and then right. it's, it's all flashback or something, you know. And because the I remember I did see the com- the trailer for this one, and I was like, it's a drama about the education system. I'm assuming it's about some crimes, but like it doesn't get into the specifics. Uh-huh. Um, so I did think that was interesting, but I also don't know if I, I, I don't know if I think that works for this kind of biopicy genre because I think with that kind of genre, I I find that the the intrigue and the compelling nature comes from the like I want to know how it happened, I want to know how it how they did it or. You know, I want to know the details, but for me to 
feel that want, I still need to know the the basic structure of the events to then have that curiosity. Yeah, it does. It does have kind of a unique structure in that way of like, um, I think one of the things that I found interesting is that uh, yeah, spoilers for this movie and stuff, but mm-hmm. like you know, it kind of like introduces you to the characters and they're likable and and whatnot, and uh, and then. You know, it kind of introduces you at first to like Alice and Janney's, you know, casualness with with like mm-hmm. the expense uh, card, you know, and it's like, OK, that's not good. But, you know, and, and then it kind of like builds and builds a little bit and then you find out like, oh, man, like her son did this big thing or whatever. And then it kind of slowly reveals that she's like gotten some money, but then, like, you don't really truly get a sense of scale. Like, you get, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, a hint at it, and, like, when they go over the books, it's like, whoa, shit, that's a lot of money. Like, it wasn't just, like, a couple Xboxes. It was, like, a lot of money. And, like, uh, and then you kind of, you're, what's interesting is that you still kind of go through the process of her you know, being forced to resign, you know, and and Hugh Jackman kind of covering it up. Mm-hmm. You go through that whole sequence kind of from the perspective of he just doesn't want to blemish on the school's reputation. And it's like, by, like before it's we don't have any indication that Hugh Jackman's character is also, also doing stealing. crimes, yeah. Right, yeah, like... It, yeah, it, it's, it, it's this reverse dramatic irony... Right, where that, kind that of, you're just like... Yeah. Yeah, because also Alice like, Janney's indignation about that takes on a new light. Right. Because, you know... And it feels when, kind of cause like... Because she knew that he was doing crimes, too. Right, right. And it feels like a different type of failing at first. Like, at first it kind of feels like, oh, you are so obsessed with this ideal of being the number one school that you're willing to overlook this crime. And that's a personal failing. And that's a, yeah. a bad personal failing for a person like Hugh Jackman's character to have, certainly. But then later it's like, oh no, on top of that, you like you are also just also stealing millions yeah. of dollars. And I, <laughs> like, I think that, like, that, that shift, and like obviously that's how the events played out, but that shift made the storytelling almost less interesting because from my angle that that whole like we're gonna fire Alice and Janney or like we're you know we're not calling the cops we're waiting we're kind of playing it by ear the the hand wringing and the justification of their actions all within that like board meeting kind of environment right that all felt very real and believable in a terrifying and sad way right and then to have it kind of undermined of like Oh no, he was covering up his crimes. Right. Like a yeah. crime guy. Yeah, it's ki- I, is it, like I agree. It's kind of like I was the most interesting part of that was thinking of him just that narrative of him being obsessed with the school's look and wanting to cover it up just to to, you know, not for his own personal, you know, safety yeah. or whatever, but just because he didn't want the school to look bad. And it's like that was actually a more interesting narrative but it turns out no he he actually was just a dude that was also guilty so like yeah that became more like oh that okay like Mm -hmm. that's like 
he's just yeah, covering kinda, his ass. After that point, it it starts doing more. You know, it kind of has a lot of the. Um, it's kind of it kind of reminds me of uh, True Detective, the where you know where kind of it you know it's clearly about this one thing, but it keeps adding all this like flavor and personal elements to like inform the world of like, oh you know he meets this this kid in Vegas and they hook up and he starts a relationship with them and, and you know because of the nature of this and it also being a movie I'm kind of like. Okay, is this going anywhere, or is this just like to inform the character and stuff? And I think mm-hmm. the difference with this kind of thing versus like uh, a true detective is you can kind of draw the line a little differently because, like, in a in a true crime where you're following the detectives, it's like okay, you kind of know where they're when they're punched in and when they're not, and when it's like oh, this is family drama hour, and now it's crime detective hour and with it with true crime when you're centralizing on the criminal you know like they they have a reveal later that's like oh very like fairly late in the movie you find out Hugh Jackman also has this other partner uh mm-hmm. in New York and it's like oh okay that's interesting and i th- i th- interpreted it as like oh yeah of course like of course he has more than one partners if he's a criminal and ha- has a secret life like you know i've seen right. goodfellas how many times of course right, this is a thing right. like whatever and then it's like oh no they're actually like complicit in it and you don't find that out until they're doing interviews you know i don't even think you find out that he's there this other person's supposed to be like a 30 year long life partner and it's all these weird like details they're just kind of dropping at the last minute yeah yeah and and i was like oh wait okay so like we spent a lot of time on the kid who doesn't really factor into the crime and we spent no time on the older partner who actually is complicit in the crime right right you know what's interesting Uh, you kind of like bring up a good point of like yeah this movie seems to kind of change perspective a couple times where like the initial perspective is the kind of like the failure of the the group, you know, being mm-hmm. beholden to this stupid ideal that is not, you know, like doesn't mm-hmm. really matter or whatever. And that and because of that, they're they're gonna, you know, oh, we'll get less funding because we're like not keeping track of the money. So because of that, we're going to lie about it. It's like, well, no, you should get less money, you fucks. Like, yeah, you know, that's kind of like the initial the initial kind of conflict and then yeah it becomes more of a goodfellas like oh no this guy's just kind of like a similar to more of a mob mobster movie where this guy's just leading these multiple lives and embezzling this money and like mm-hmm. we're kind of just following him as the the you know the anti-hero of of the tale and then i i guess what was interesting to me, I, I, like each of those have interesting takes, but they are different, and it does kind of like mm-hmm. m- you know move between them. I I guess initially I wasn't most interested in like the being in that boardroom and people having fa- real failings of like okay, let's just cover this up. But after like seeing the whole movie and stuff, the the most interesting story to me is that a kid at the newspaper like the school newspaper broke this story right like that's so much more fascinating like yeah, i kind of it- wish i had more 
there, there. And, like, maybe there's just not a whole lot there. Like, maybe that's just not, you know, maybe in real life it was like, oh, no, like, she got a tip and posted it and... That was it. Like, that's possible. So, like, I, I, it's hard to critique because it is a real story. But, like, right. in terms of, like, a narrative, that, like, that at least is kind of... I could see a, a world in which you could try to make this story, right. you I, know, I, I where was... it's kind of like, it's, it's you know, it's Spotlight, but it's the kid's newspaper, and it's about, you know, people embezzling money. And, like, yeah. you know, I was that, thinking like, that's that an interesting too, path as well. It is... You, you already kind of mentioned it, like... Because what they show makes it seem like, oh yeah, she didn't have the full story, and the movie really wants to tell you the full story. And then also, just like, you know, I don't think... Because she was just able to... Uh, it, my understanding was her story in the within the context of the film was like, somebody's definitely embezzling money. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. And it's not necessarily why who for who it is even in certain contexts and stuff so i think there's an element of that and then there's also like they managed to do it well enough with the amount of screen time they have but you know the actual legwork that the student's doing as part of this investigation is not visually interesting you know it's reading forms and calling people and stuff sure, and like but you can they even may, make they, tension with you know there's right, plenty I, of reporter movies it's just there probably actually wasn't a whole lot of access that she would actually have to anything right. that would actually lead and to I think any the, like the, you know the, there are other ways you can fictionalize it to improve it like you know a thing that helps other reporter movies is the 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 Robin Watson problem of like right. you just need to give them someone else to fucking talk to exactly. as they're thinking through this whole process. Right, right. Um, so like I agree, there are ways you could do it. I I do think it it would be a thing of like, you know, it would take a pr the better the outcome you want, the more of a step it takes to like just fictionalizing it and making that be right, just a movie right. about that kind of thing happening loosely based on this, which is still fine. That still might be a more compelling story um, versus yeah, just Hugh, ja Hugh Jackman's I kind of, fall I, from glory. I, I do feel like, you know, the main thing that it tried to be was Hugh Jackman's fall from glory. But yeah, it just, it just took us a little bit to get to the point where we realized that he was not the good, like, not like, we we always knew that he probably wouldn't be a good guy, but like yeah, to get to the point where we realized that this was about a, a mob story. I mean, it's not the mob to be clear, but it, you know, like that. It, it's that type archetypical. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is organized story. crime, so right. You can. I, I don't think you. <laughs> I, just I don't think you're it, taking a step out of turn. Yeah, it's not literally the mob because this is in New York and stuff. It's not actually dealing. Yes. With, you know, um, Italian mafia or anything. It's yeah, just and another thing that, like, I, you you know, you'd have to kind of find areas to snip, but, like, part of what makes Goodfellas work is that we we start from literally the beginning. The main character's, like, ten when the movie starts. <laughs> right. Which makes it fucking a long watch, but you're never confused about... You You don't have that, like... Oh, the audience doesn't know what's going on right, the way the right. characters it's do. Very kind of clear thing. about the life. Because, like, one of the interesting things about this movie too, like you mentioned, you know, until we don't find out that like uh, his 
his partner who's in New York is like complicit until like the very end, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the interviews and stuff. But like, there's tons of stuff that they mention that we never get to see where it's like, oh, you went to London with your former student, you know, boyfriend that, oh, that's in Vegas. Like, and it's like, wait, like that's one of the things that they use to, to get his partner in New yeah. York to, to turn on. And it's like, like we didn't see anything that big. Like he kind of went to Vegas and like hung out, but and like and stuff. But we never. It didn't have the kind of like thing that Goodfellas or, or other monster movies have, where you get the kind of like montage of them having fun doing illegal shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, which, yeah. which and, it kind and of gives like you a scale. The montage f- functions at, in kind of two ways because it, it is the like fun gallivanting power fantasy of that lifestyle but when shit come you know when the shoe drops it also kind of works in the like the mystery format of like oh the audience actually has all of the clues and information that the cops are going to use to nail them down so it's like which one is it going to be is it going to be the thing that they did over here or the thing that they did over here yeah Yeah. so it is kind of important that we see those the what those elements if they're going to be brought up again Right. For so that even though we're not, uh, it is not a mystery movie. I think that is kind of the benefit of a true crime story is that the audience gets to play the detective and like gets you know they're seeing you know as you're sitting in the chair you're seeing the evidence accrue and it's it doesn't become you know who did the crime. It's going to be how do I convict this guy? It's going to be um, you know getting Al Capone for tax evasion like that. Right. right. I think that kind of element to these stories is pretty important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is interesting. I I, I chose this mostly because I kind of, I did, I, it's a movie that I, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, say that it's like, Oh, it's a movie that I loved and I wanted to share. It was more of a like, yeah, I, I want somebody else to see this as well because, like, I'm trying to digest it and, like, yeah, you know, like, I, I kind of like am interested in it, and I think that the the event is interesting or whatever. And the mm. movie is, yeah, it, it it's kind of weird in in like yeah. that it kind of changes and, and the thing its that's a times. I think that the only thing that makes this a noteworthy um, story is the quantity of money. And the the sheer delta of like number four school to in prison, but like the elements of oh yeah, like it's would be really fucking easy to embezzle from a school. Like that's reality, baby. <laughs> like that's right. not not impossible. You know, I'm sure I'm I'm so that I'm not too egregiously speaking from personal experience. I'm sure everyone in their life can remember a moment where they're on like a field trip or something and the te- you know teachers are just like buying alcohol or something. Like that's not super abnormal crazy. And also it's bad. Like that's a bad thing to happen, but I'm sure most like that's not that would not be crazy for a lot of people to go like now that I think about it, that did happen. That's pretty fucked up. Like, mm. yeah, that shit happens. Um, you know, it, it 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 is kind of this. I think also it's interesting because you look at examples like this, but also if you look at it from the angle of like, yup, the system allowed this to happen. Um, there were, you know, I think the the most important 
piece from like a historical example is the the pre-credit text being like oh yeah also this crime boy still gets his pension because everything is sucks in the world Right, right, you right, know, yeah. So. I think that's a super important thing because it highlights that it was not a, like, you know, yes, they, they kind of pass it off of, like, oh, if the auditor had jo- done their job properly, then this never would have happened. Like, the sis- it's not the system's fault, it's these bad actors. It's like, eh, both can be true at the same time. Um, but yeah, so I think that this kind of these kind of stories makes for that the the kind of inner conflict ambivalence I have where it's like I I can believe in philosophical socialism but the idea of social socialism as governance is like oh I don't know our systems are pretty fucking bad sometimes mm. you know uh, I was thinking about it how like because we you know we've seen that in national governance too of like hey, isn't this supposed to be illegal? And everyone's like, yep, it should be. But uh, apparently nobody gives a shit. Think, uh, so I've been thinking of just like, oh yeah, we don't we don't QA these these things. <laughs> you know, we don't have someone, we don't have like white hat legislators or something like that of like, hey, just so you know, uh, if these laws were enacted and these policies were enacted, uh, this is how evil people would be able to make money off of it. Oh, mm. yeah, that's a really good point. We should not do that. Uh, maybe that is a thing in like some kind of like consultant firm kind of thing, but I've it's not a thing I am consciously aware of. And mm. it, it just became a thing I was thinking about that makes me like games that we actually see. We actually test our shit before shipping. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's an interesting it's an interesting realm and, and and it's interesting the way that it was uh was covered i i do also i, I think part of it that uh, kind of just interested me in it uh, interested uh yeah me was it's also like i don't know it it's kind of it's kind of like a, a little bit of an odd movie but like Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney are in it. <laughs> like it kind and of Ray Romano and Ray Romano with a crazy mustache. Yeah, uh, and like I, it, it's one of those things where, like, gosh, the, Allison Janney is just so fucking good, and that like it immediately, you know, it, it kind of immediately raises everything up to the point where I'm like, oh, like I. I expect this to be Oscar worthy now because Allison Janney's in it is kind of my <laughs> opinion on it. But like, it, it was kind of just interesting to go through like, what is this is a kind of a weird movie and a kind of a crazy story at the same time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I like I find that this is not off brand for like HBO because it reminded me of. Um, yeah. Uh, there was two movies I remember a while ago. There, I think it, it wasn't. It was like the game change or something, and that was yeah, the yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 Woody Harrelson, uh, Sarah Palin movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was also a um, like a, ha- a movie about hanging chads 
that was yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, recount. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that kind of this feels like that vein of See, the that's HBO the thing movie. That's, so, that's the thing that's so interesting is like it does feel like that. It does. It does feel like both recount and game change, which mm-hmm. both of those. And I guess that's kind. It kind of starts like that too, right? Like because both of those are about like, hey, this crazy ass thing happened. And here's the people that like you were just kind of incompetent, and yeah. this thing happened, and uh, like that kind of is how this starts, mm-hmm. and then it does the jump into the like Goodfellas thing, which is kind of like, whoa, okay, like this is not this is not a story about like systemic incompetence, you know, in yeah. this you know this organization. It's about active criminals and then you know yeah and then there's like the little bit of the kid that's just kind of like you know uh newsroomy like like journalistic side of it like all different approaches to to dealing with you know real events uh through like film so it's kind of an interesting thing to to see all that but yeah you're very right i'm glad you caught that out because that's that's a really good comparison, and yeah. So that that's where going into it, I was like, I yeah, I see this. It, the, it that comparison. Now that I think about it, it does remind me of a thing I was saying earlier, where like the difference is with game, you know, recount and game, the game change or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. We all knew about that, and also the the scope of the impact is national. So there there is an element of like either you know about this already. Or you should probably know about this, right? You know, so the movie ha- has how, value from that angle. Right, oh. Or how did this happen? Like, <laughs> yeah, like we knew, we all knew that like the fallout of these events, but like how the fuck did anybody ever right? Like, Sarah Which Palin is on a ticket? Like how kind of this thing. movie definitely starts, and I I think it still maintains that kind of throughout. But the difference is like, like I was saying earlier. I don't know what we're talking about. So I, I'm not going to be like, oh shit, how the fuck did this happen? Because I don't right. know. I, You know, I, for me to go, how the fuck did two super, you know, superintendent administrators steal millions from a Long Island public school? I need to know that that fucking happened <laughs> for me to then ask and how was that possible right. and how did it happen? Right. Um, yeah. You know, and there's tons of ways that this could have gone as well, too, because, like, this also, like, kind of a, a, a branch off of those, like, game change and recount thing is stuff, like, in the loop, where it's taking a little bit more of a comedic spin on it, mm-hmm. like, where it's like, this is, look at this ridiculous fucking situation, and, like, yeah. it kind of has these crazy characters in it or whatever, like, that could have been a way to go as well. That's, like, the one way that this didn't take... It, I guess. Yeah, it was the VP way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It it's a. I I feel like the idea for this. It also might be a thing where it's just like you know, if you just treat it as a mini series and give it a little more time, because because also like you're saying, it's a phenomenal cast. It really doesn't get to do a lot other than really try to do a yeah. New York accent and it's like it doesn't really they're all, all the fake New York accents are fine until an actual person with a New York accent is also in the scene and it's <laughs> like oh no and that's you know that's just me 
being from New England, my parents being from mm-hmm. New York. So it's like that stands out to me in a way it probably doesn't stand out to other people. But yeah, it's a it's a thing of like. Yeah, I think I think uh, like Allison Janney's niece was believable and Allison Janney was Allison Janney doing a New York accent. So anytime they shared a conversation, I was like, oh, my mm. God. No, please no. Yeah, I did uh, not notice that. To, yeah, to yeah. I mean, surprising. you wouldn't. Like that's yeah. totally fine. Uh, but um, but yeah, that's all the actors really get to do. Like, I think if you had, you know, because it's a it it's a compelling story, and I think if you have more time, you can kind of do it the way we were talking about of just like show us the things that are going to be these people's downfall in the end so that we can kind of play like oh shit i i wonder if this this flight to london the fact that you know right. if you have have the shot kind of linger on the uh, tsa looking at the id for the kid it's like yep that that kind of is going to stick in my head or even just you know hbo hbo shows doing the like last time on uh the fucking show you're currently watching and then right, you're I like remember oh, this yeah. little thing yeah yeah it's like well i guess all of that's going to be relevant today <laughs> right uh i like i honestly think a lot of what they already do well would just function better with just more time in that way because it's like oh yeah every all these really good actors get to have their actually like their dramatic scene at some point too if it's a like five episode miniseries or something mm. you know but that's my thought yeah yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything else to like dive oh another thing again this is a this is a thing that's like maybe it'd be valuable with more time because they have a couple moments with Hugh Jackman that are like he's making a salient point and if this was like Game of Thrones it would be like oh that makes that you know even though I disagree with what they're doing they're they're a compelling character it can be the the Cersei mm-hmm. Lannister kind of thing you know, he has one where he's like, "What the like? I'm hanging out with all these fucking rich people all the time, shaking hands with rich people, trying to get money from the school. I need to convey a a sense of that I am part of that world and that community." It's like, yeah, are maybe are you talking out your ass to excuse your behavior? Maybe is that an interesting point? Yeah, that could actually deserve a little more time. And then the scene that's the super fucking awkward scene of, like, there's literally cops in the conference room, but also this mom and kid snuck into his office somehow. Yeah. Uh, And, like, that scene is super weird, but the point is an interesting point of, like, you know, this element of, like, hey... I don't feel guilty about embezzling from the schools because in the absence of that, public school professionals are treated like shit. So fuck mm-hmm. you. I'm getting right, I'll, right. I'll get I'll take my money. Like fuck Ooh. you. I'm going like it's fine. And that is an element that's like fuck if that if that was what this was about, that could have been really interesting and cool. But it's not. It's right. so 
it, it's so weird to question whether or not the crime was morally justified or not in the 11th hour like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, 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 I, I, again, this is an element where like that rings with a sense of reality to me in a way it probably doesn't for other people where it's just like oh this guy got caught and now he's just you know he's such an asshole he's so vain and self-centered that he's just talking out his ass to try and justify his shitty behavior and it's like yeah probably in the context of the story all those things are true but his point is an interesting point mm-hmm. you know and we're seeing similar conversations that i don't really want to dive too much into but around that idea of like Hey, if the system is fucking you over, is it really that bad to fucking take some shit from the system mm. in the end? It's like, you know what? Maybe not. Um, so yeah, yeah. like yeah. more time to that could have been really fucking cool. Right, right. And I like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that could have gotten more time. I, like, I, I also like I the one of the things that interests me about the um, the fact that it was you know a story broken by the the student newspaper and kind of mm. the stuff that they had uh with her with uh, the the um school journalist mm-hmm. uh was kind of like it, it was some of the stuff it it was kind of in a different context but it was in um what's the American Vandal um mm-hmm. where there's like there's an interesting thing to be told there as well of like, oh yeah, this person is like part of this, you know, education system that like encourages them to, you know, go out and do research and, and, you know, if you want to be part of the, you know, school newspaper, then do what real journalists do. But then when they start asking uncomfortable questions, then they're like immediately reverted to like the teacher student dynamic of like, you need to not do this. And it's like, wait, hold on. You're, 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 activating your you know power in that role of a you know of an educator in a negative way and like you know kind of using yeah, now that it bothers me dynamic. i'm an authority figure right right they like kind of adjust the the power dynamic to to in this negative way yeah, and like fuck, that's an that interesting thing been, too like yeah, you know. i didn't even think of that because to like that has been such a like that that's one of those things of like oh i know this is a thing like you know how many times right. have i joked with you that the education system is just it like when it's underfunded and people don't give a shit it's just a glorified stanford prison experiment you know <laughs> of just like these arbitrary lines of authority and people mm-hmm. and stuff um so like yes that also could have been a really interesting direction uh segueing off of the the reporter again i was so fucking dissatisfied with their little like here's where they are now, kind of like a denouement for her, of like, she's the editor of the high school paper. Like, yeah. no fucking shit. Obviously, that's gonna happen if she's the only one who wrote a real fucking, like, if she broke a New York Times story. I, I wanted I, to know, like, what journalism job she got eventually. Like, yeah, if, if she's like, oh, in, yeah, like, 2004, so, like, Yeah, the fact that, like, be... Rory Gilmore had a more impressive journalistic <laughs> career ending and being an embed uh, uh, during the Obama campaign during the uh. end of the original season versus her and they just show like, yeah, she she uh, got promoted at the school paper. It's like it, what? I don't care about that. Tell me that's and like and like even if it's a not a good answer, 
that could still be really interesting. Sure, you know, right. Like, it might, like, the answer that we want is like, oh, and then she went to, like, a procedure school, and then now she's working yeah, at it, this it, whatever company or whatever. But yeah, like, it, 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 I don't care if it's like, oh, yeah, now she's, uh, you know, a full-time employee for Kotaku. Like, fine, just tell me the answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was so weird because the inclusion of that scene is just like what it's one thing to like kind of like not give it a resolution. I almost feel like if that scene wasn't there I'd be happier because it would feel like more like more of a weird attempt to be true to what happened and it's like, you know, maybe cuz you know, she's a junior in high school, maybe senior year she's like, "Oh yeah, I like plumbing actually like i know i broke this amazing story but actually i'm a plumber and it's like okay we're not gonna fucking explain that in this movie so we're just gonna kind of like not address it i would be fine with that but the fact that they gave it this super weird not an ending bothers me more um speaking of endings that bother me more i want to know i want to see the moment that a journalist at the new york times like had someone be like, "Hey, have you read this student paper?" And he's like, "No, of course not." And then, you know, the, this this person reads the the article and like spits out their coffee and is like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, you know, and like I, want, you I had, wanted that. Yeah, moment even too. if there's more of a little game of telephone, I assume the original article passed the desk of someone at New York Times, and like literally, that's all you can show, you know. It's still that would be such a more interesting way to do it. There's so many ways to do it. I I can't believe that the true story is not interesting enough to capture it on this film. Like I just I don't believe it. <laughs> right. um, and maybe part of it is like they didn't want to do like a time skip or anything. Like you know, because like she's a high school kid, it probably took a few years mm. for there to be for the the satisfying ending to happen or not or definitively not happen if she you know went to plumbing school or clown school or whatever i don't care uh and they they maybe they just didn't want to try to do a like and here's a scene that takes place five years later like fine i kind of get that um Mm. but semi-related i hate the final scene of this movie um, Which is him being in jail, oh. and then like hallucinating that he's back at the school. Yeah, and that it feels like one of those things. And they're number one instead of like number four yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's this fantasy, but it feels like it, it, an attempt to do like it. If you, it it's an attempt to do an ending on a story that by the nature of it being real life, like we don't have endings. We never have proper, like wrap it up with a bow kind of thing. So I get the difficulty of trying to like find an ending to the story, but it, you know, it felt so detached from the rest of the tone of the film. Like we don't have dream sequences in the rest of the film. I don't know why we get one at the end. And also 
you know, because it, it, like, if you take it too literally, it's like, oh, Hugh Jackman went fucking crazy. He was such a narcissist, <laughs> and then having that worldview shattered drove him fucking crazy. It's like, no, it didn't. I, no, he yeah, went to jail. I, I, I <laughs> he went to jail, it. and he was upset about it. I'm not saying that I is kinda, uh, my uh, personal interpretation, but I'm just saying that that is the literal, like, if if you chose to read it literally instead of an artistic decision that would be what it is saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the way that I read it, and, and I think still leave something to be desired, is like, oh man, this, like, this guy just like, had this dream of, you know, and like, he, you know, he wanted to make the best school, and now he's in jail, but he he still like thinks about that dream that he had, you know that mm-hmm. that he wanted to to be the best school and he wanted people to you know appreciate and love him for making the best school and it's like like okay, people have complex character motivations in real life, and so yes, I do believe that it's possible that that man wanted that to be the case, but then also was just a greedy asshole who mm-hmm. stole millions of dollars, but. And and like the first bit of the movie does kind of fall in line with him thinking about that dream of like oh yeah like the, the, the he's like he's he wants to be number one and it his his flaw if he has one is that he is okay with you know doing bad things or covering up bad things so <laughs> that he can be no, that the school can be number one but he really. He's doing it for the good of, of the students and the prestige of the the community and, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, well, that's that's only part like that bit is only for the beginning part of the story. And yeah. It doesn't drive at all with him just flying around to London like with his, with his uh, his lover from Vegas like that. Those are completely separate things. And yes, you could do the work to you know, show me that both things exist in one person. Like, I believe that that is possibly the case for the human being, but in the mm-hmm. narrative, the character did not come across that way. Yeah, he does like, not come across... Yeah, it, it does not read as, like, oh, he's... St- like, because also, anytime we address it, it becomes... It's so wrapped up in his megalomania, you know, that mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, you know... And I think part of it also is the ending highlights that his goal is to be number one, which, you know, if if the film had actually really impacted, I think there's two problems with that being the ending and the goal is that the through most of the story, the goal is still like three steps away. It's not it's like, oh, we need to pass our budget so that we get funding sure. for a sky bridge, right, right. which then we assume will make us number one. And it's like, you know, you can't have him have a dream sequence about passing the budget because that's fucking insane and boring. But also, like, we're not actively really think like if he's the protagonist and we we don't have to agree with him. But if we had if we at least are like following him and kind of understand where he's coming from, we should be kind of more actively thinking about that goal of being number one throughout the movie. And we're really not. We're kind of barely thinking about maybe trying to pass the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other 
Yeah. I had another thought related to why this doesn't work, but I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't know. But, I think yeah. I, th- I think that uh, I guess if you were to go, if I was to, if we were to have mandated dream sequence, then I would probably say that I would suggest instead, like you know, uh, yes, the his dream sequence had you know some some nice uh, symmetry with what they chose to do at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it rhymes, um, <laughs> but uh, I I think. Instead, I would have, like, given him kind of a, like, um, end of Ocean's Eleven kind of dream of, like, you know, him, like, thinking about getting out of prison and, and seeing his his hot boyfriend. or Or, like, even more out there, instead, you know looking at if he had not been caught, you know, mm-hmm. him retiring after a successful career with people still, you know, applauding him and loving him, and then he still got to go live with his hot boyfriend. You know, like... Yeah, detaching like, it. Right, yeah. right. I think I would rather to kind of, to either... I think you could achieve the same, like, this is what he really cared about, and everything else was just a a mistake that snowballed too far I think if you saw him in prison reacting either through like the TV or or a newspaper or something the actual real life consequences of this like if the budget didn't pass or then if it's like you know oh Hmm. somehow for whatever reason he acquired the school rankings in jail and they're like 27th now or something I think you can achieve the same emo- like character goal of like see we're we're ending with a high uh, a reemphasis of what their their true passion and priorities were um but yeah so much in the movie undermines it cuz even like when they when he meets the kid again the kid is like I remember when you were just a teacher and you still were weirdly superficial and wore suits all the fucking time and it was very weird and sad. And it's like, oh, okay, so, you know, and I think the thing that works well with the rest of the movie as an actual ending point is him doing the, like, makeshift makeup in the the prison bathroom. That's the end of the movie because now that I say it out loud, I'm like, oh yeah, that you don't need to do the Star Wars rhyming bookend thing. You just need to end on an emotional beat that resonates with the character that we've come to know, which is that everything vain, in the movie yeah. tells us that they're a vain person and that that has not changed in the character is actually more interesting, mm-hmm. I think, than trying to tell us, oh, they actually were a good person the whole time. Because the fact that that only exists in a dream sequence where that is inherently fictional, you know, if you, if you had something grounded in reality of like, oh, he still has this fucking huge ass pension because the law sucks, uh, but you know he donates that to to the wildlife preserve or something. It's like fucking fine, whatever. Like yes, that that would help, um, redeem this person. But the, the doing it in a dream sequence makes it that much more. Um, not 
real. And I think that I think part of it is what is just it 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 reads so weird compared to the rest of the movie because the rest of the movie really feels like it it's you know Fincherian level of like oh this is real like not just oh it's reality it's you know what people who like uh dc movies think to be reality means which is that it's like a little dark and a little gritty and everything's a little uh blue and gray color scheme every it's always overcast in reality you know like so much of the movie has that tone that i think plugging a dream sequence at the very very end just feels like such a very odd choice that mm-hmm. might have been i like i don't know how hbo movies work i don't i usually don't think of the idea of like an uh an executive note but like maybe or like te- i don't know that they do like test audiences and stuff i don't know it just feels like not part of the original vision also, uh, one other thing that, like, thinking about it, this took place in 2004 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just looked it up. Uh, like, the end of the movie kind of makes it sound like he's still in prison, mm-hmm. but that's not, that doesn't work out timeline wise. So I looked it up. He got released in 2010. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, that also could be. And then yeah, there's a uh, lot uh, of opportunity uh, like, for a good ending to the movie that you know um and if you're gonna jump if you're gonna jump to 2010 to give this movie a good fucking ending give it a good good ending by showing wherever the student journalist is right exactly. you're already gonna do a time skip you might as well use that to tell to show us the part we want yeah so anyhow i agree hmm Yep, yep, yep. It's uh, it's a movie. It's an interesting, weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, uh, I think that's it. Um, so I uh, will thank uh, Brenna for her awesome artwork and yeah. thank Dave for editing us some theme music. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to, you can comment on SoundCloud. And yeah. Well, yeah. I'll see you later.